Hello. Welcome to North Valley Church's Sermon Podcast. We are in a series titled, Worship to Please God. If you would like more information on North Valley Church or our Sermon Podcast, you can find us on our website, nvcmd.org. Good morning again. So my name's Dan, and it's funny when you're walking around, or maybe when you've, you might experience when you first walk in on Sunday morning, the thing that hits you in the face is the smell of coffee, right? When you smell coffee, there's a moment, at least for those of us who are addicted to it, right? When you smell it, it's like, and it just impacts your emotions. It impacts what you're thinking, what you feel. Man, when you go to a coffee shop, coffee shop. I don't know if they still do it, but um, Frederick Coffee Company uh, down on East Street, they used to roast the coffee beans right there. And when you would walk in that store, it was like, ah, it was just like a moment of zen. You just kind of had to stand and let it soak in. It absolutely, there was a response inside of us based on having that experience. I like to go hang out uh, outside, go for hikes, and that's where I spend my quality time with God for a long season. I haven't been there for a while, but it's on my to-do list to get back. On my to- what I would used to do is I would drive up to one of the top parking lots at Catoctin Mountain Park up in Thermont. I would drive up there, park the car, and there's a trail to get to Hog Rock. The, the, the trail is pretty easy. It's, it's flattened out. It's well-traveled. It's not hard. A little uphill. It's not very long. But you're you know, in a parking lot, and then you're walking with all the trees and the cover and the nature that's up at Catoctin. But then when you get to Hog Rock, there's a moment when you step out on the vista, and you take in the view, and you can see the valley. There's, it's just, <sighs> after the walk and seeing the vista standing on the rock and seeing the valley, it just, there's a response. There's something that happens to my, my thoughts. Something happens to my emotions when I get to that spot and I get to go, ah. That same thing, whether coffee or, or a vista, we respond when we experience certain things. That same principle holds true when we experience God. When we experience God... It can elicit a response in us to recognize who God is. And when we have that response, that response to God is essentially our moment of worship. We are in the fourth week of our series, Worship to Please God. We started with talking about what worship should look like, that it should please God. And we talked about some things internal, worshiping God in spirit and truth. Last week, we talked about what are the things to expect in our corporate worship time. Today, I would like for us just to have a moment where we can (sighs) worship God. And so today is not going to be complicated. 
I am just going to walk through a few things that strike me about God. I've got five things that when I think about God, and it's like, oh, those things elicit a response in me. So as I talk through those things, my hope is that it starts to elicit a response in you. Uh huh. Because essentially, when we when we are worshiping God, it's a response to encountering Him, a response to knowing who He is. So I want, I am just going to talk for a few minutes, but really underneath, behind the scenes, I'm hoping that it just starts to elicit a response in us out of who God is and our opportunity to encounter Him together this morning. My first point is God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Out of Psalm 34. God is good. I had a friend, he passed away in Thanksgiving, pastor to church, but he had a mantra that he used in his church. God is good and he's still on the throne. And when you say that at Third Day Community Church, they're like, they will repeat it back to you. It was just like their thing and he carried it with him everywhere he went. God is good. He's still on the throne. God is good. I want you to think about that. There's two things, two truths, I think, that we can, we can extract from the idea that God is good. Jesus took a moment when he was alive and teaching on earth. Somebody called him good, and he said, hey, you, why are you calling me good? There's no one good but God. There's no, Jesus said, no one is good but God. And that verse sticks with me because I talk to lots of people in different places in life, and our culture is in a place where we want to think we're a good person. Well, I try and be a good person. When we talk about other people, we put them in a category. They're either a good person or they're not. Here's the reality. None of us are good people. Zero. That's tough news. But the reality is, God's the definition of good. I'm not there. God's good, and we're not. Oh, darn. You know what? God's good despite our circumstances. Another thing that happens when we get into a difficult place, a difficult time or season, we start to challenge God. Why are you doing this? We start to point the finger. We want to blame him for all the terrible things that we're going through. When the reality is, God's good. God's good despite of the things that we're experiencing in our circumstances. So I think God is good as a is a great place to start. If you want to get your heart and mind into a place to who God is so that you can respond to Him, we should remember that God is good. God is love. Simple verse out of John 4.16, God is love. It ain't brain surgery. However, I want you to get your English teacher hat on for a moment and look at the, the verb that's in the middle there. That verb is a state of being, is. It's not that God does love. It says God is love. Love is part of the nature of who God is. 
that no matter what we do, no matter what it is that we've done in the past, what we're going to do today, what we're going to mess up tomorrow, God will never stop loving me. I can mess up whatever big I need to. God will never stop loving me. God's love is part of God's nature. It's not just something he does. It's who he is. And he can't not love you. A lot of times we struggle with how we feel about ourselves. Some of us, when we hit difficult circumstances, we internalize. And when we do that, man, just take a moment and remember God still loves me, regardless of how I feel about myself. God still loves me. Another thing I think it's worth thinking about as far as God's nature being love. If you want to learn about love, where should you go? Should we go to some YouTube guru who's going to tell us what love's like? Maybe some TikTok contributor. Maybe they can tell us what love is like. Maybe... Maybe we can go to a friend, a neighbor, a family member, or we can go to the person who is love. As we invest time into God's Word, there is all kinds of instruction in there about marriage relationships, about friendships, about work relationships, about loving ourselves. God is love. If you want to learn about love, get to know who God is. Investing time in there will make us all better lovers. Who doesn't want to be a better lover? Right? That's our opportunity because it's in God's nature. And he shares that with us. God is all-powerful. Psalm 147, we're going to look at both halves of Psalm 147.5. The first half says, great is our God and mighty in power. When we think about a powerful God, historically, I would always go to the physical side of it. That God's powerful. The creation happened, our scientists believe creation happened with a big bang. And that there was this giant explosion and the universe leapt into existence. God's the one who fueled that bang. He created all of this. He created us. He is powerful in a physical nature. But you know what? Recently, I've been wrestling with the idea that God is powerful in influence. When we talk about people and we say, that's a powerful person, what we really mean is that they have a lot of influence. They can make things happen. God's got that kind of power. Think about it. God knows when the end of time will be, and he knows how it's going to turn out, and he is going to influence it so that it turns out just the way he wants. God is powerful by his influence. He influences his believers And we trust and follow him. And not only that, but he also influences those who don't believe. They may not know it, but God is still influencing their thoughts and decisions. God is powerful. God is powerful, all-powerful, and God is omniscient. He knows uh, everything. The rest of Psalm 147.5 says, His understanding has no limit. God's smart. 
God is wise beyond anything we could put together or figure out for ourselves. If you think about that, that God is, God is wise, and he's good, and he's love, and he's all-powerful, man, that just makes him an awesome God. And as we start to put all these pieces together, man, we start to see a picture of somebody who's really worthy of our worship. One last thing for me about all those things that are cool about who God is, God is also present. In Psalm 139, 7, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Jesus said, Where two or three of my followers are gathered, there I am. Jesus is here with us now. The Bible says that when we put our faith and trust in who Jesus Christ is, His Spirit lives inside me. That when we trust that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again three days later, I receive His Spirit. And God's with me all the time. This unbelievably good, loving, all-powerful, wise being is with me all the time. He'll never leave me or forsake me. I'm never alone. I would love for us just to take a moment. I'm just going to be quiet for a second. I just want you to wrestle with those things and see where which of those things works for you, elicits a response for you. Or maybe there's something that's not on my list that's on yours. Just take a moment and reflect with God about why you think he's worthy of your worship. Building up to today, I have been advertising that we've been missing something in our corporate worship time. And yes, last Sunday I revealed that there was something about giving that, that we, we have been missing talking about here. And as I think about our response to God that we worship God, we may have been disconnected, but we've been worshiping God before we even got here on Sunday. For many of us, we use our phones to give to North Valley Church. Some of us still drop um, checks in the offering basket. But I want you to grasp a hold of the truth that that moment when you give to God is a moment of worship. Matthew 6.21 says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you're doing an investigation of someone and you want to know what's important to them, two places you can look is their calendar and their checkbook. Where do they spend their time? Where do they spend their money? And that will reveal to you what's important. When we give our offerings to God, we are acknowledging He's more important than our money. We're acknowledging to God that he is worthy and we want to honor him with our wealth. It's an act of love. Through the week, through the month, when you take your time and donate to his church, it's a moment of worship. I just want us to take a moment and recognize in those moments, it's a corporate moment of worship. 
I'm going to ask the band to step back up. And while they are, I just want us to think about the times when we've been worshiping God, maybe before now. We're going to do two songs to wrap up the service today. The first song, I would like for us to be connected to our gifts and giving to God. That this song is to help us commemorate, I'm worshiping you every time I donate to your church. And then there'll be, we're going to take a breath, and then the second song, I'm hoping, will be just a time for us to elicit a response to God and openly worship Him. Would you pray with me? Dear Father in heaven, man, thank you for giving us the opportunity to know you, to experience you, so that we can respond to you and respond to you in worship. Lord, you are more than worthy of our praise Lord, so we lift up this morning in these songs and our lives and just pray that they would be reflective of our heart and our love and our thoughtfulness of worshiping you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.